1: Put the fives up in the air, Braden Gall. Put the fives. Fifth hour here. Just terrorizing the airways of ESPN radio. Peter Burns, Brayden Gall having some fun. Of course, we got uh, college football playoffs coming up this weekend, which again, you're going to have to help me. Hit me up on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. I need a good, valid, believable excuse. I accidentally got roped in to dinner on New Year's Eve with the whole neighborhood, which I completely forgot about the college football playoffs. I always think it's always on January 1st, but it happens on New Year's Eve. And so now I got to find some plausible way to get out of going Peter, to this sure dinner. Are you sure you're feeling okay? You sound a I, little stuffy. You sound a little is, stuffy. Are you sure you're okay? I, I I think I am coming down with something. Kind of like how should. right before the master starts and right before March Madness, <laughs> you get a little <clears throat> a little something in the throat. I, Think, do think that's the case?
2: You do sound a little like I, I think you should take it easy this Saturday.
1: Yeah. You know? I think you got me sick through the radio for five hours together. Uh, this is Barton Honor on ESPN <laughs> Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, of course, we will talk a little bit too about uh, Luka Doncic last night 60 points, 21 boards, 10 assists. Again, it doesn't even seem real. Like, I don't have a hot take on it. Like, there's no way I'm going to, like, I'm not bringing this into any other conversation <laughs> other than being a sports fan and go, that was awesome. I mean, no, again. I, think,
2: I, I think that's yeah. it. It's why you're a sports fan is to watch a guy do the intentionally miss the free throw thing, which never works, do something that no, never been seen before in NBA basketball, 60, 20 and 10, with a guy who's 23 years old, undervalued to some degree, and is 10th all time in triple doubles. Like that is why you are a sports fan and you're a Mavericks yeah. fan and you pay money to go see those games. That is it's, what you're that's why you do that.
1: Unbelievable. And once again, of course, it happens to the Knicks. Uh, They were up nine (laughs) points with 35 seconds to go in 13,884 instances. The team up nine with 35 seconds to go over the last two decades has won. Nope, not the new york knicks all right uh we all know it's a game till it isn't over till it's over so next time your car breaks down don't call it quits head to ebay motors they have 122 million parts to keep your car and going into overtime get the right parts at the right prices ebaymotors.com let's ride Normally, when you say let's ride, you're supposed to contractually talk about Russell Wilson, but we won't do that right now because there was a couple of things of breaking news. I want to get to what's happening in Miami right now, and uh, head coach Mike McDaniel had the news of Tua Tagovailoa and his status going forward. Take a listen. I've been advised by um, medical professionals that uh,
3: it's uh, critical that Tua worries only about um, the day... That he's currently in and nothing else he's uh better better than yesterday you know beyond that um i feel i feel like it's uh, kind of weird to extrapolate beyond good which is what he tells me moving forward today and you know the whole team's approach is uh teddy bridgewater's the starter I feel very fortunate to have him and him to get his opportunity that he's totally prepared
4: for
1: now, monster game, of course, going into Foxborough. It'll be uh, Mac Jones versus now Teddy Bridgewater. But, Braden, I see you shaking your head right now when you hear Mike McDaniel because you saw the news. I don't think you we've heard the audio in the way in which it was delivered from Mike McDaniel on that Tua news. What do you make of
2: it? Yeah, yeah. Multiple. It seems like now a second concussion, second time into protocol. There's investigations being opened by the NFL and the NFLPA into how this is being handled. And I don't know about you, but that is a that that is a scary soundbite. Like when you hear a coach say things like, and again, I'm all for coaches being honest and transparent. I, I like it when coaches are more honest. I'll always take a coach who says things uh, and then maybe screws up here or there, versus a guy who says nothing and gives me coach speak all the time. I know he kind of did a little bit of that, where he said, "I don't want to extrapolate," but when he says, "We've got to get him through the day, the day," that that is, I've never heard that from an NFL head coach before. This player needs to focus on. Like, surviving is not the right word, but just getting through today. That is a scary, scary thing to think about. I think Tua has somebody somewhere along this journey has failed Tua in terms of protecting him from himself and from the game. And it's why there's an investigation right now. I don't imagine we see Tua Tungvalu the rest of the season, and that is probably in his own best interest. I, I hate it for him. But you listen to that. Do you not hear? I'm I'm ta- I'm terrified I, I, when I hear that
1: coach talking. I, yeah, a part of me I can't decipher because Mc, he's a different cat, right? Like, he is. That's true. McDaniel's a different guy. Like whenever he goes and 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 takes to the microphone, I have no idea what he's going to say. So his <laughs> his his. You know, he's not a coach speak normal guy, you know, a, right. uh, where you're going to feel like, okay, that's the normal soundbite I expected to have. Um, but yeah, there is some concern. And you say, all right, somebody has failed them, uh, Tua, in this whole situation. I think it takes a village, right? And I don't think, you know, I know the NFL has opened up an investigation along with the NFL PA of looking into it. It seems like once again, the dolphins are under investigation uh, for something going back to the Brady and, uh, and, and uh, Sean Payton thing going back uh, last year or a year and a half ago. Um, But I look at this and I go, I think everybody's a little bit of a culprit. I think Tua probably wanted to play. And listen, you're built as a football player. Hey, do you want to play? Yeah, I'm good. No, 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 bro. I can shake it off. I'm not injured. I'm hurt. I can play through hurt, okay? I think this is also them not having the right spotters. I think they're probably at fault. The organization probably taking a little bit more pause. And the league and the Players Association as well, too, not stepping in. I would guarantee you that there was a phone call going to Roger Goodell to the Miami Dolphins right now, to the Players Association going, Mm You need to make sure you are 100% buttoned up on this because that's the only thing that truly, truly will take the NFL down is if all of a sudden something gets completely out of control based on what happens with CTE and concussions. That's the only thing that's yeah. going to bring down the biggest behemoth in all of sports right now is a chaos of this aspect.
2: And, right? and I don't, and I want to be, yeah, one hundred percent agree. And I want to be very clear. I'm not saying anybody, any one person, did anything nefarious here. Like I don't think there's, oh, like, no, I don't Tua, think so. I think you're like, right. Like yeah, like I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, Tua was clearly X, Y, or Z, and we just said no, nah, screw it. We need to make money. He he needs to go out there on the field. Like I'm not suggesting that's what happened. I just mean this time, like, yeah. the, <laughs> the, yeah. this time. Now now clearly. I do not understand what every human being was looking at the first time he was in protocol. Like I don't I don't understand why 4 days later he was back on the field. That made no sense to me. It makes no sense at all. As a human being, it makes no sense. So clearly and pe- people have lost their jobs over that already. My I'm just saying the the system needs to be reevaluated if this can continue to happen. And you're exactly well, right. Like this is the thing the NFL wants to protect from the most. And if it means pulling assets, financial assets, off of the playing field, that's not in their own financial best interest. That's a hard thing to do, but you have to do it for the health and safety of your players.
1: And again, that's what we're looking at right now. But again, when you hear Mike talk about what you know, the future of Tua and not even talking about it in weeks or games or playoffs. You're talking about what we need to make sure is he's okay day to day. How I nuts. take it is that a doctor has said, I don't think you quite understand this right yes. here. Yes. With yep. this amount of concussions, we're not talking about when is he ready. It's a talking about a quality of life thing going forward. And I think that's why he was so forceful about it in his presser today is to say, Stop asking me questions. Teddy Bridgewater is our guy, and that's who we're working with going forward. I find also this to be interesting. Over the last couple of uh, minutes and uh, really hours since we've been doing this show, we've seen the Raiders line. Remind me, Braden. they're playing – why am I blanking? Uh, Uh, Oh,
2: they're playing San Francisco, and then they play Play, the Chiefs, by the way. So technically – easy. They're technically, they're still alive, but when you play the Niners and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, I'm not sure if you're still available for playoff contention.
1: So, that game against the 49ers, who've been playing great with Brock Purdy. is going to be on ESPN Radio. You can make sure you listen to it. I'm looking at a bunch of tweets come out, and the line has moved from the 49ers being a six-point favorite all the way to nine, and in some places, nine and a half. Braden, listen. There's not a whole lot of whales that are going to be moving the line in Vegas three points unless there is a monster piece of news. Rarely is that monster piece of news an offensive lineman, a cornerback, whatever. That normally is a line moving because of a quarterback situation. And now... This coming out from uh, Vic Toffer, I believe that's the guy's name, who covers the the Raiders so closely over The Athletic, saying that there have been conversations over the, the Las Vegas Raiders front office about if Derek Carr gets injured in one of the last two games of the season, it would trigger them paying him $40 million and guaranteeing him a spot, which would eat up, obviously, a lot of cap space going forward. Brandon, that... That there's a lot of wafting around that make it seems like Derek Carr is going to be benched for the remainder of the season there in, in Vegas.
2: Well, and which raises like the ripple effect of that is so fascinating to me. Number one, personally, I don't get the Josh McDaniels thing. I, I don't get it. I, I never got it in Denver. I don't get it. As a coordinator, I never got it. With when he was when when basically he was offered the Colts job and then he backed out. Like I I don't get I don't understand. I don't somebody needs to explain to me more complicated football analysis about why Josh McDaniels is considered this excellent coach. The hot girl
1: syndrome. The, they right, are like, loaded. Like, when you can't, when it's you're unattainable, like people want you I even guess. more. The fact that McDaniel's turned down the Colts and every, it was always I, rumored, so sooner or later someone was going to hire.
2: So number one, I go into this conversation with like a huh, like a big giant question mark over my head. Anyway, so that that's just my personal opinion. If you disagree, that's fine. I get it. But that offense should should be significantly better. If you're you're still technically alive for the playoffs, but I'm okay with the the Raiders saying, look, we don't think we can get into the playoffs. We want to save ourselves forty million, but. That then doesn't that mean they're saying we're not sure about his future with our organization? How, and how is it not? How exactly. is exactly? And if you're saying that publicly, what what are we doing here? You just went and traded first round picks for Devontae Adams and gave him a billion dollars. What are we doing? Are you try, you have an elite running back? You have elite weapons. Are you trying to win or not? And so I don't. I'm okay with teams two weeks before the season ends to say, look, I value the draft slot. We're not going to make the playoffs. Let's take care of this. Let's make some smart, financial, shrewd financial decisions. I, I don't I, wanna- I don't agree if you still really actually have a chance to make the playoffs which I don't think the Raiders do.
1: I would love to hear, because of who they play, right? The Chiefs and the 49ers going down the road. Uh, 888, say ESPN. Because I would love to hear from Raiders fans right now, the Dr. Pepper calling line here in Barton Hahn, about how they feel about this situation. Because it brings up a bigger point that a lot of, a lot of fan bases, the Tennessee Titans and where you reside, are probably having these same conversations, Braden Gall, about, hey, is it better to try to get into the playoffs or better to tank? right because there is an absolute bottleneck right now when it comes to teams that are probably you know uh, anywhere from drafting 6 all the way to like 18th right now and that's a that's a huge huge spread 888 say ESPN that's 8887293776 because the raiders are basically are if they make this decision which it seems the tea leaves are reading that way you're telling them ah we're not going to make the playoffs we want a little bit of a better draft pick and we probably are in the uh, we're probably on the market for a quarterback or changing a quarterback situation out there in Vegas,
2: and, and reducing our financial risk in the process, right? Like that's a that's obviously what, what this would be tied to because if he gets hurt, you're owing him forty million dollars. I find just the, the straight up tank conversation at the start of the season is one thing. Like you 've got an elite weapon there 's some player that 's the Andrew luck, the John Elway, the Peyton Manning, whatever the number one overall pick guy is you know you 're the Houston Texans and you 're going to have a bad year because you 've traded off all your pieces you 've acquired draft capital i 'm good with like that being your game plan that you sell to fans if that 's what you 're doing mm-hmm. when you get to this point of the season though, and i 'm dealing with this here in nashville I, I live in Nashville, I cover the Titans. I'm around that fan base and those teams every day. And the Titans are have lost five straight. They are imploding. Their quarterback is injured. They've got more guys on defense injured than anybody else. Seems like this for two straight years now. But they can still win the division by just beating Jacksonville in week 18. And the fans are looking at this going, do I want to pick number seven or eight in the draft and and give up on the last two weeks of the regular season? Or... Do I want to do we do we try to win this game, win the division, claim a division championship, and host a playoff game, and pick like twenty second in the first
1: round? And oh, by the way, do you have a GM with no with no, with no GM. GM with no
2: GM? <laughs> so like to me, if it's me, I I personally because I. Even with just the Titans for example, Derrick Henry second round pick, you know, AJ Brown second round pick, uh, you know, Kevin Byard third round pick, like their best the Patriots made a living on going to the Super Bowl picking late in the first round. I don't believe that you have to pick 7th or 8th in the draft to be good. I think you can pick 20th every year in every round and still build a great football team. So, to me, I would take the playoff game. Give me the win over Jacksonville or t- in Tampa's case this week, the win over Carolina. Give me the playoff game. Get, and obviously, Tom Brady's not tanking. That's a different situation. But if I'm Carolina, do you really want to win the division? Like no. if you're like you're you're you, you traded away Christian McCaffrey. You're not trying to win the division. <laughs> like you fired your coach. So so if I'm the Panthers, I could see tanking. If I'm the Titans, I want the playoff win. I want or I want an opportunity to playoff game because that's why we play the games is to have those moments.
1: 888-SAY-ESPN is that phone number. It is official. Adam Schefter tweeting out a picture of Jarrett Stedham as the new quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr going to be benched more than likely. A little bit of a heads-up and a playing of the cards that, hey, listen, we can't afford you getting injured and you costing us $40 million to be on the roster next year. Uh, Steve is in Jersey. What do you make of that move, Steve, benching Derek Carr?
4: What's up, buddy? All right, so... I mean, I'm a lifelong Raider fan. I was seven years old when the Tuck Rule happened. I've been through a lot of mostly ups, mostly downs, but Derek Carr is an elite quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. He's been with the most dysfunctional franchise. Mm-hmm. He's had a total of, I think, eight coaches between interim head coaches and regular head coaches over nine seasons. Okay, The kid's an elite quarterback. He's never had a number one receiver. He's finally had, finally got one this year, and it's all because of him that they got Adams. McDaniels is not a good head coach. I mean, I think his win percentage since he was with Denver, ever since he got caught cheating, spying on practices, I think it's like 20%. The guy is not a good head coach. His players don't play for him. They don't like him. This goes go stems all the way back to, to Denver. I mean, if they're going to get rid of Carr, I hope I hope he goes to the Jets. To be honest, I hope he goes to the <laughs> Jets, and I know with a with a defense like that. The kids never had a a, a defense ranked better than twenty fifth in his hmm. career. Who's the, how are you going to win like that? Just,
1: I- uh- James, James very, I love, well, I love, very well put. Yeah. I
2: love Derek Carr to the Jets. By the way, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: just, I don't know how it you know, worked. I feel like Zach Wilson is going to be the guy. I guess you are going to see a couple more games with, with Mike White to figure out on whether or not he's the case. But again, it, you know this draws so much. Uh, uh, again, it, it, it's it's so interesting because you're technically still in playoff contention. And no offense, I would imagine Derek Carr a better fit fit for this offense here at Stidham, right? This is not <laughs> a necessarily professional. You know, this is a hey, we got to go uh, with Carson Wentz now over over Heineke because of of a talent level. I think Justin that's uh, is very very upset with you for saying that. Yeah, he's not he's happy whatsoever. Eight eight eight, say ESPN is the the phone number. Uh, Jason in South Dakota, talk to me, my man.
3: Well, Steve, I like Steve. Steve is wrong. Uh, Derek Carr is not elite. Yeah. He's average. And I don't like Josh McDaniels either, so I <laughs> do agree with that take. Um, but I understand what they're trying to do. They want to bring in their own people. And
1: I, I, it's time for a change for the Raiders. That's all I got. Thank you, Jason. So, so
2: time for a change from Derek Carr, he's saying.
1: I think it, he wants to go a, a a kind of a clean break, but again, okay. I, okay. I again, I, every time I think I understand how the salary cap works for the NFL, all of a sudden the Rams signed fifteen different players, don't, and they're like, oh, no, it, we, you know, it, everybody restructures deal. But going back to April, remember Carr inked the three-year extension for one hundred twenty-one million dollars, and they're already having a little buyer's remorse. By, by it looks and the fact that they are afraid, they're limiting their liability. If all of a sudden he gets injured, he's on there. Man, how do you, can you walk this back? Am I, am I, am uh, I cr- you hired Josh caught in Davis. the moment right now to think that Derek Carr just be like, bro, I, I know we were worried about you being on the roster next year, but it was clearly just if you had a, a horrific injury.
2: Well what's funny is like I am here in Nashville where the general manager got an extension in February and then got fired in November. So like again, none of these extensions are worth the paper they're printed on, apparently. And you can always rework deals. I, I I actually disagree with both callers. Not I I don't think he's elite, but I don't think he's average. I think he's above average, but not elite, if that makes sense. And I think he could go to the right situation and win. I don't think the right situation is the Raiders. Last four years of coaching turmoil and Josh McDaniels and moving, literally moving cities. I just think that's a lot to ask of a guy. I think Derek Carr probably is okay with this. I mean, if Derek Carr ends up somewhere else next year, let's say the Jets with a really good defense and a lot of nice pieces around him. Don't you think Derek Carr's okay with that?
1: Well, I'll go back to, I mean, everything he's had to deal with. You guys have talked about the coaching changes, but the Henry Ruggs and then also the situation uh, with yeah. COVID. I mean, there there has been a ton, and even relocating franchises. Brendan in Connecticut, thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Brendan? Brendan, you there? Oh, almost Brendan, your opportunity. Going uh, twice. We almost had you. Jimmy in Iowa, real quick. Uh, What's you got for us?
3: Yeah, hey, uh, so... I'm just sitting here listening to it. Like They acted like they wanted to win last year. The Raiders acted like they wanted to win. They get Devontae Adams. I think Derek Carr is perfectly fine quarterback for them. So, I don't know. Is this a Josh McDaniel screw-up that we already have now? So, I I don't know. I think I think they trade uh, Carr and make a huge mistake here.
2: Uh, that is what it feels like to me. I don't know about you, Peter, but that's how I, f- I see it. I see... You hired the wrong guy, and the wrong guy is going to get pushed out of town. That's how I see it.
1: And it might be a situation in which, and thank you for the phone call there. It might be a situation, Jimmy, where they're looking at this and going, "Is it time for just a, a, a complete restart?" And there's coaches out there that want this job. I mean, the Raider. I mean, you got a brand new facility. You're in. You're in. A, a, you know. Hey, listen, but don't you I want it with Derek? Don't you want it with Derek Carr though? <sighs> like, that's the whole point. You've got you've you've got the personnel to do it. Right, you are right. I I I believe. I mean, go back and look at. It. He's probably got a better wide receiver situation than what Lamar had over with the with the with the Ravens. He's got the probably NFL's better, leading rusher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably a better offensive situation than what Green Bay has and, and what yes. Aaron Rodgers has in Green Bay. It, it's just again puzzling. We'll try to get down to it and kind of Carmen Sandiego this whole thing and Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> Any type of directors uh, or actually, what was the guy? Have you seen Glass Onion? The new I, Knives Out one? I have not. No. It's fantastic. Go ahead and watch it. Like <laughs> I was just that. trying we to track.
2: That. I was tracking the Carmen San Diego reference there for, for the kids. Where
1: <laughs> in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, he is oh, Brayden Gall. I am Peter Burns. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Also some college football news and nuggets as well. Bart and Han. Turn the music loud, loud, louder. Peter Burns, Braden Gall. This is Bart and Han on ESPN Radio. Crazy news here on the Bart and Han Nation over on the Dr. Forever call-in line. We were talking about what Raiders fans wanted to do going forward, and we see this now, right? Derek Carr not just bench, but going to be made inactive for the final two weeks of the season. We're going to have Jared Stenham, going to be uh, the former Auburn Tiger. Gus Malzahn's guy, way back in the day, going to be the starting quarterback in something called Chase Garbles. Is that what? Is that really Garbers? Is that what (laughs) the
2: backup? Chase Garbers, the pride of your Cal Golden Bears, undrafted. Okay,
1: I just wanted to make sure that that was the case. So we have Jason Fitz. I feel like anytime something chaotic happens with the Raiders, (laughs) we have like a bat phone that that happens to to figure out our resident Raiders fan on how he's feeling. Is that is that factually correct?
3: Uh, yeah, no, I'm I look guys, I was I, I'm in New York and did the morning show this morning, I was about to hop on the treadmill and all of a sudden my phone just starts blowing up and I'm thinking what could possibly be happening at 2:30 in the afternoon that's got everybody this fired up and every single text was car, 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 car. So I was like, all right, there we go, the news finally drops and I look, I'm not stunned. I think it's important to note that Derek Carr right now has a 32.9 million dollar base salary for next year that is not fully guaranteed uh, they can they can get rid of him uh, within three days after the end of, or after the Super Bowl. But one huge thing is that it is fully guaranteed in case of injury. So this is one of those situations where I think this is the, the organization telling you that they're going to part ways from Derek Carr. The worst case scenario that they don't want is to have $33 million in fully guaranteed money going to Derek Carr next year if God forbid he were to get hurt in the last two games. So that's why inactive. That's why... This move happens, and this cements that Derek Carr will play football somebody else, somewhere else next year.
2: Yeah, I think being cut is, is obviously what's going to happen. Now, the question is, how did we get here? Because I think the move today makes shrewd business sense. It makes it's rational. It makes sense. We just laid it out. But how did we get here? Because they give him the extension, obviously months ago. They trade for Adams. They've got the NFL's leading rusher. Like they just hired the coach. What? How did we get to this point where this is the right move for the organization?
3: The hardest part of watching Derek Carr over the last month and a half, Braden, is that he's gotten worse in this offense. Like there is a disconnect and he looks really uncomfortable. And, you know, if you watch a lot of DC, you know, he walks up to the line of scrimmage. He's really good at figuring out what he wants to dissect, where he wants to go to the ball uh, with the ball. And then bam, he's able to make that read really quickly. That's when he's working at his best over the last month. You see less and less communication. It feels like he's not sure what he wants to do with the ball. He feels less comfortable with where the players are going. It seems like he and McDaniels have not been on the same page at all. So, you know, that's part of the reason that Jared Stidham is taking this role is that Jared Stidham was a backup with McDaniels in New England. He actually knows this offense really well. So I think they're, they're getting a young guy with some familiarity with the offense a chance, but this was just was not a good fit for Carr. And, and you know, I, I think Carr's still a very good quarterback and can yep. win. He just needs things around him to be right.
1: Jason Fitz, our resident Raiders fan, of course, uh, starting January 3rd. You can hear him and Harry Douglas on Fitz and Harry. And this time slot, 12 to 3 Eastern. Okay, so again, no no trade clause. So you figured that he ends up getting cut. He goes somewhere else. Let's spin it forward for the Raiders as an organization. This, by all accounts of people I've talked to uh, close to this organization, makes it seem, they're telling me that they think this means Josh McDaniels is safe as a head coach and that GM situation is stable as well. How much of that do you buy? 100%.
3: 100%. This this move doesn't happen if Josh McDaniels isn't safe to me because this is the organization. This is Josh McDaniels getting the okay from Mark Davis to look at other things. And, you know, if you're Josh McDaniels, and, and we talk all the time about you know salary cap and what that means, but if you're if you're Mark Davis, you just hired Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. You've only given them one year. You're still going to believe in this coach because you had to sell this as your your bill of goods. So now all of a sudden, this move really tells me that they have picked McDaniels over Carr because there are plenty of quarterback coaches that could come in that are, are more friendly to the type of offense that Carr could run and make it work. So I, I think this 100% cements that. Uh, the the McDaniels and Ziegler are back. And the question is just, you know, when, and I think it's inevitable that the Raiders will lose the next two games. They play San Francisco and Kansas city for the love of God, they weren't going to win those anyway. So, you know, now it becomes a matter of how high are you picking? And, you know, you guys both know college football really well. I will still contend that picking six overall, your best case scenario for the Raiders, which is the best case they can get in the draft. They'd be looking at the fourth best quarterback in this year's draft. Think about that. Like Anthony Richardson, that's
2: not a guy that's going to be ready. No, he will not. He's going to take a couple of years. Very talented. Jason Fitz, joining us here. Fitz, again, this goes back. They've chosen McDaniel. They've chosen McDaniels as the guy. They already had the offense already in place. So I guess my only question is, is this the right strategy? Do you trust McDaniels with new quarterback drafted next year? Is that the way... Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was clearly frustrated after the game on Sunday,
3: yeah, Josh Jacobs wants nothing to do with this organization at this point, like he's angry that he wasn't his fifth year option wasn't picked up. The interesting thing is that the Raiders can franchise him, they can force him to stick around, so what does that look like? I think the other part of it, you know Braden, you mentioned Anthony Richardson won't be ready anytime soon. I'm not sure that Josh McDaniels can survive another six win season. So this immediately becomes, you know, I've, I've got my eyes squarely on who knows the Raiders offense, who knows Josh McDaniels really well. That's going to be Jimmy G, right? So I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they draft somebody, but then bring in somebody like a Jimmy G that they hope can win them football games right now. Cause Josh can't afford to do a full rebuild to keep his job. I don't believe. And, Frankly, I don't think you can do that in Vegas. Like, this is still an expansion city, essentially, with a franchise. So if you go through a three- or four-year rebuild, man, that really hurts the roots you're trying to build in the community between Vegas and the Raiders. So I think they're going to have to look for a veteran option that can make the most. Devontae Adams, lifelong diehard Raiders fan, loves playing on the West Coast. I don't think he's going to want to go anywhere. He's just not going to be playing with his bestie.
1: Yeah, they're going to have what thirty million dollars more cap space with the cutting of Derek Carr that they can kind of rebuild, and I think that's part of why the Raiders are making this change. Uh, it's interesting you bring up Garoppolo because Garoppolo's name, of course, has been linked to people at him over there with Robert Sala over with the uh, with the Jets right now too. I mean, uh, I don't know how we got to this point. From hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is never really going to play, and all of a sudden now <laughs> he's going to be like the, like the most uh, you know pretty girl at the ball, uh, and he is a pretty. Yeah, good no, no,
3: you're, you're right so birdie like there's going to be a bidding war for Jimmy G think about this like you you mentioned the jets you want to tell me that the commanders won't pay whatever it takes to get somebody like this and that's the one the one thing i would say when you guys started we talked about the possibility that Derek Carr is is cut I still 100% don't know that the Raiders are going to cut him. I think they could still pick up his option at $32 million because the contract is so friendly and then trade him. He has a no trade clause in his contract so they'd have to do that with his permission, mm-hmm. but they stressed today that, you know, that Derek Carr was very uh was was great with all of this understood it they stressed how great he was i think they're playing a little pr game there to keep car happy i wouldn't be surprised if they try and trade him to get draft equity because if jimmy g is going to have a bidding war you how much would the commanders love to have Derek Carr as their quarterback this weekend instead of carson Wentz?
2: yeah mm. yeah no no kidding J- jason fitz of course our resident raiders fan uh fitzy help peter burns out here he is trapped yeah. he is trapped on new year's eve and you throw the best parties of anybody i've ever been to um Bernsey is trapped on New Year's Eve with some family and some kid obligations. How do we get him out of the parties and the obligations so that he can watch some college football? Uh,
3: okay, so what you do is you set up a uh, – I don't know if you've seen Tic-Tac-Toe Relay. Uh, everywhere you can set it up in your kitchen. So you use some tape, put some tape down in the kitchen, and you set up a relay where they have to like put the solo cup down. You got one side the Xs, one side the O's. You d- use different color solo cups, right? And then you got a relay, so the kids got to run and get there and but fast, and then figure out where right. to put their cup, come back. That will occupy them for like an hour. That's an <laughs> easy hour where they won't even know that you're not in the room. You got just it. sneak out and but. Then just be very quiet when you watch the game because it only takes one "hell yeah" and all of a sudden you're you're found out. So you got to be really careful.
1: There it is. Right. Uh, parenting tips and also a little uh, Raiders analysis there from Jason Fitz on how to get away from your kids. Uh, my man, enjoy <laughs> January third, Fitz and Harry. This time slot, twelve to three Eastern. We'll holler at you soon. Right.
2: Did, Appreciate you guys. Have a great show. Did oh Fitzie just tell you to? Teach your kids to play beer pong. Like I, I think. Uh, that, listen, I couldn't confirm or like deny that. Saying. That's
1: neither here nor there. <laughs> but got to be honest with you, my kids are LSU fans already, so they probably already know it. Five and three. Uh, Barton gumbo's ha- not spicy enough. Okay, <laughs> Let's try a little more roux. So, so Tony Chattery's, Uh Peter Burns and Braden Gall in here for Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio brought to you by Peacock presenting the new original limited series, The Best Man, the final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and executive producer of Insecure streaming now only on Peacock. All right. Uh, more of those excuses, more of what's going to happen with the who knows what co- more quarterback news we'll have on, on this fine uh, Wednesday. Braden Gall, Peter Burns. This is ESPN Radio. You know, you never know when you host radio for five hours here nationally, what kind of news and notes are going to come out in, right? Peter Burns, Braden Gall, we've been in for Greeny and Barton Hahn. We started the day talking about Luka's incredible game last night. Triple-double, 60 points, 21 boards, 10 assists. Just Absolutely willing the Mavericks by the, the Knicks last night. Then we get the news that Tua is going to be benched, not necessarily a shock, but Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins coming out and saying, hey, listen, he's a concussion in kind right. of a, in a weird way, a scary way he talked about it, saying Tua right now, we need to focus on day-to-day for Tua. And that was pretty sobering. And then we see the roller coaster ride a couple of minutes ago that talks a little bit about um, Derek Carr and his future with the Las Vegas Raiders. He has been benched. In fact, not even benched, made inactive over the last two weeks of the seed and Gall just so therefore it appears that the Raiders are either going to cut him or trade him in the offseason yep. despite still having a sliver of hope to get into the playoffs.
2: Uh, sliver is a is probably a generous uh, phrase there. They, again, they, they will play, and I'm assuming Josh McDaniels agrees that they have no chance. They'll play San Francisco this week. Uh, they were already a six-point underdog in that game with Derek Carr. Now they're a 10-point underdog. They're going to play the Chiefs next week. Uh, it does make yeah. sense for them to go 6-11, bench Derek Carr, reduce your financial risk, potentially either cut yeah. or trade him in the offseason, but and then restart the clock with a high draft pick on a new quarterback. The problem is is that you were already you had the quarterback, the receiver, the offense, you had it all and I think the problem isn't Derek Carr. I think the problem is who you hired to run your offense. That's my personal and- opinion.
1: Yeah, so. and, and it appears that with this move, this is kind of what Jason Fitch was telling us, our Raiders uh, expert, saying this basically makes sure that Josh McDaniels and the GM stay in place at least for one more year. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Mark is in South Carolina to help me out. What's going on, Mark?
3: Well, since you're going to be able to watch the first game, you should watch the first game.
0: Unless you're um, legally obligated to live tweet during the second game, you should be with family. You can always DVR the game because you know you're going to watch it multiple times to break it down. This way, with DVR, you can break it down without commercials. It'll save you a little time.
1: Uh Mark, thank you for that call. For those who don't know what Mark's helping me solve in my dilemma is that I accidentally agreed to going to dinner with my wife and the neighborhood people here um, while the you know, the Georgia Ohio There's no State televisions, right? Are there is any coming. televisions? Well at this location so it's gonna be on ESPN, so therefore I can at least put it on the ESPN app, if I'm not mistaken. So so I, you're going out to a an establishment? Oh yeah, yeah, a house. yeah, yeah. We okay. are we are out. I did not. I did And it's not too nice this. of
2: a place to have like lots of televisions everywhere, right?
1: I, does it matter? Because can't I at least use the note? It's for work. I'm trying I, to provide for I my agree. family. Like I'm not going to get yelled at here, am I?
2: Well, I I mean, listen. I don't know who you married, but my my wife is like again. She's
1: my wife. Think... A diehard Alabama f- football fan. Yes. So she's she's a little <laughs> torn on it, right? Because she's like. I got to watch Ohio State play, and now it's even torn because now she has to pull for Georgia, Georgia because yeah, she damn yeah. sure doesn't want Ohio State to win this thing.
2: Well, it's I just like my wife. Uh, when my wife and I started dating like ten years ago in January, we met in January, and, she, and I said, "Listen, no one's ever made it past week 10. And, and she she took she took it as a badge of honor that we made it as a relationship to like week eleven. Here we are, ten years later, two kids. She understands that when we organized our New Year's Eve party, I said, "Look, I got to watch the games." We might be doing some content afterwards, some content the next day. We got to do stuff, man. This is college yeah. football playoff here. And she's like, okay, then we're going to have a bunch of people at our house. And I said, fine. We're not, but everyone gets to wear like comfortable clothes. like we're, not, we're all wearing sweatpants. We're not getting fancy, okay? No tuxedos, no black tie. So there's going to be lots of kids, lots of chaos, but lots of televisions as well. Loved. I don't know what we just accomplished.
1: I don't know nothing but it is brought to you by Princess uh, Cruises. I love this boat and probably that, that's how I'll make it up to my wife is get her one of the cruises off of Princess. Go. That'll there make everything go. a little bit better. Uh, at least we're in a better uh, mood right now than uh, Mike Gundy. I'm not going to play the audio but go ahead and uh, just search for it over on, on Twitter, on Google. Gundy, after they lost to Wisconsin, just went off on a reporter talking about um, changes and stuff like that. Basically telling him he needed to be cut out of of, uh, the program itself Brayden just another interesting these, example of college coaches taking a little too real
2: these coaches are feudal dictators of their tiny little town picking on the the 24 year old reporter who's making 35 grand trying to defend the $800,000 assistant when all the kid was doing was doing his job Mike Gundy really good coach but also the grumpiest of all Scrooges in college football him and Dabo Sweeney in my opinion so good
1: good man and he's no, no longer 40 I think that was like 10 years ago that that yes, actually happened um, you can follow him on Twitter at Braden Gall myself at Peter Burns ESPN see if I actually make it through New Year's Eve uh, before there you can watch me over on SEC Network as conference play uh, uh, kicks off
0: thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn podcast you can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN radio plus you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.